Turn, if you will, to Luke chapter 13, and I'll read one verse in just a moment. Luke 13, there's questions that come about in life when we have these questions. Sometimes we have to find answers, and uh, we read the Bible. We know the Bible gives us answers. We know the Spirit of the Lord teaches us all things. But also, Job, the oldest book in your Bible, when he was confronted with questions, uh, Job said there's one thing that we can go to and learn from Job when he was confronted by his friends and uh, they were accusing him of all types of things. Job was very candid about the fact. He said, but ask now the beast and they shall teach thee and ask the fowls of the air and they shall teach thee. And he said, or speak to the earth and it shall teach thee. Do you know that you can look at what God has created and God can teach you a lot of things. Now really this is what the Lord uses in this one verse. Uh, it is from the words of the Savior when you get to Luke chapter 13 and verse 34. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou which killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings and ye would not. It's really good to have uh, Henry Collins back in service with us again. He's just made a trip to the Holy Land and uh, he's just experienced the location probably that this is believed to have been spoken by Jesus. When you go across from the Eastern Gate and you can look at the old city as you're standing up on Mount Scopus and you come down, there's a little road that comes down to the valley, the Church of All Nations, the Valley of Kidron, the Garden of Gethsemane, and uh, you normally, you'll travel by foot down that road. About halfway down that road, uh, there is a place there that is called the Chapel of the Tears. It's just out on the precipice of the edge of the cliff, halfway down the mountain probably, and Jesus is there at that place. When he looks out over the city, and he begins to weep over the city. And as he looks at the city, he calls upon one of his creation to try to express his love for the city. He looks at Jerusalem and the people and he reflects on his love for them and he said, how oft would I have gathered you under my wings as a hen doth gather her brood or in Matthew's writing her chickens. And he talks about a mother hen. Now, I know that uh, maybe some of the younger ones don't know much about, uh, about the phrase mother hen, but if you've dealt much with chickens, you know how a mother takes care of her chicks. Someone told me the other day, said I, here in the church, I, I don't see them this morning, and please don't laugh because nobody will know who you are when I tell this, but they said that, uh, they said they decided to bring a rooster in and said the chickens are really laying right now. Praise God. And uh, chickens are laying, the preacher has eggs. Amen. And uh, so the, they said they brought this rooster in and said they were worried about the rooster. Said, but the other day, one of the, they got too close to some of the chicks and the mother hen didn't like it and she flogged them. And... Uh, said, I'm telling you, I, fought, I felt like I was fighting bees. She was everywhere. And I said, oh yeah, yeah, they'll defend their young. But they have a love for that. And Jesus said, 
I would have gathered you in like a hen gathereth her brood, but you would not. And Job says, if you go to all of God's creation, the fowls of the air, every one of them will tell us something. Have you ever thought about the lessons you learn from birds, for example, like pigeons? You take a pigeon, pigeon is one, pigeon and turtle doves, which turtle doves are what's mentioned in the Bible, it's a form of pigeon. They're one of the only species of birds that can drink by suction. Did you know that? They can bend their head over and they can suck up the water. All other birds, they scoop up the water and then they lift their head back and gravity is what feeds the water down their throat. But turtle doves have the ability to bend over and suction it up, just lap it up if you will, and they can drink in that position. By the way, they're the only bird that's sacrificed in the Bible. You know why? All other birds, when they get their water, they lift their head to the heavenly father. I am preaching this morning. This is a house of worship. Lift up your head for your redemption draw nigh. Has God given you strength and health and life and breath? You've got every reason to lift your hands to a holy God this morning and say even in the midst of sorrow, God, you are good and you are God and you never fail and you watch over us always and Lord, you are worthy of all of our praise. So we learn gratitude from the pigeon, from the owl. The owl, one species of the owl, can turn its head 270 degrees, practically completely around. That means that it can be facing forward and it can see what's in front of it and what's behind it and what's to each side of it all at the same time. He's telling us we need to look around. Don't get stuck where you are, looking at where you are. Don't forget. It's not only where you are, it's where you have come from. And most important of all, look at where you are going. I know that we're in the middle of a mess sometimes and I know things come, but thank God it's not going to last forever. There's a better day coming and the Lord soon will come to this world again and the church will be called out and will be with him forever. Larks teach us the lesson of joy. They always have a song. The hummingbird teaches us the lesson of work. No bird works any harder than the hummingbird. That's why I love hummingbirds. That's why we've always taken such joy in watching the hummingbird. Hummingbird can stop in midair. It can tilt its wings, go forward and backward in flight. Other birds can't do that, but it's always working. And can I throw this in? I know that we're saved by grace, through faith, that not of yourself. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I know that's how we're saved. But if you get saved, I think you'll wanna do something for God. God will bless your works. I'm not working to be saved, I'm working because I am saved. Or we could talk about the eagle, the eagle with its great ability that we recognize 
as the bird of freedom in this country. No bird flies like it. It is the king of the birds, majestic in its flight and mighty in its, in its power and ability and keen in its eyesight. There's no bird like it. Or we could talk about the pelican. Psalm 102 tells us, the psalmist said, I'm like a pelican in the wilderness. It teaches us about loneliness. You'll go through lonely times. Every day is not Mother's Day. A lot of mothers go all year long without hearing from their children much at all. But you've taken time to do that today. If your mother is still living, my mother's in heaven, so I have to, I have to send my love to her through Jesus this morning. See, I just tell him and he tells her. That's how that works. If you wonder about that, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And that means that if the Lord is in me, then she's never very far away. So I just tell Jesus, give her a kiss for me today. Let her know that I love her. Take the opportunity, if your mother's still living, to let them know how much you love them and appreciate them and they're in your thoughts. But here, he talks to us about the hen. And when you think about the hen, she spreads her wings over them. You know one thing that all birds have in common? One thing all birds have in common, they all have feathers. Feathers are important. See, feathers define what the bird is. You can tell a bird by its feathers. The other thing is, is that the feathers, you may not realize this, but it's important to the chicks because feathers regulate the body temperature. The climate can be changing outside. It can be very hot in certain areas of the day and very cold of the nights, but those feathers regulate the temperature. Those chicks under the wings means that they found a stable place, a place where the weather's just right. If you have a problem running hot and cold, get under his wings. You'll find he'll control the climate. It might get hot outside, but he's the one that shelters us and keeps us cool in the heated times and also keeps us warm in the cold times. He's there for us. The other thing is, is that they protect against the elements. Did any of you happen to catch the news? I believe it was yesterday or the day before uh, where they had the camera on the eagle and the thunderstorm came through and the hail started coming down and you saw it, it was amazing. The mother protected the little ones. When it finally stopped, the nest was almost full of hail and they have this camera on the eagle and it, the nest was almost full of, of hail. It, it just filled the nest up and when she raised her wings up, those chicks were under there like, Wonder what that noise is out there. That's the way it is to be under the shadow of the Almighty as well. Also, they keep their, their feathers, their wings trimmed. They have to do that. They have to be well groomed. So they clean themselves regularly. If the mother's feathers are not clean, she can pass along parasites to the babies. 
There'll be mites that will get on her. So they rely on preening themselves. Some birds have the ability that when they take their, their feather in their beak and go down over it, it's almost like they can put out like a steam on it to clean it. But they'll clean themselves several times a day because they're also teaching the young to be clean. Some of you have lived a clean life for the Lord, some of you mothers, and now you've got wayward children and the devil will try to tell you, oh, you failed in some way. Oh, no, you've taught them right. Get clean, stay clean. And that will never leave them, I promise you. That'll stay with them always. Do you know also that they have a little gland? It's called a preening gland. And as those birds clean their feathers, and if they don't do that, they'll mat, they'll, they'll, they'll get to the place they'll look like they're molding when they're not. And as they clean that, the amazing thing is it puts oil over the feathers. That makes them waterproof. So when the rains come, if the chicks are under the feathers and under the wings, then they're not, they're not bothered by the rain, by the storm. Because they're covered in oil. Now I'm not going into overtime this morning, but I can say this. Thank God for mothers that understand the oil is symbolic of the Holy Ghost. And mothers that will cover themselves in the spirit of God to say that they are filled with the Spirit, to show their young the way that you live is in the Spirit. Those wings also help them to interlock for flight. You say, well, all birds don't fly. The ones that don't fly still use their wings for propulsion. For example, like an ostrich. It gains its high speed by using its wings. Penguins don't fly till they get under the water. And you watch a penguin under the water. It's the same as a flight in air. And they interlock. And that interlocking ability creates not only a way for them to fly, for birds to fly, but also that's the same ability to protect their young. They know how to interlock to protect their young in all situations. Being under God's wings means that you are at a place where that you are sheltered from judgment. Sheltered from the things that are meant to destroy you. Denise has often sung the song here in our church, Under His Wings. It's a beautiful song. There's been times here in this nation where the forest fires have passed through and after the fires have passed through, they oftentimes, they, they found a bird with its wings stretched out and when they move the bird that has died in the flames, they'll find that underneath the bird, the chicks have survived because the mother was willing to give her life as a covering for her children. That's the love of a mother. That's what he's trying to say here. If you think by looking at that, that that's something, 
He's saying you ought to see as much as that mother hen loves her brood. He said, I love the people of Jerusalem even more. I'm calling you in, calling you in. I think if there's some way that we could get through to you just how much that Jesus loves you and how great it is to be under his wings, those wings are important. You know, wings is what creates balance for a bird. Do you know why your life is so unbalanced? And it can become unbalanced very quickly. It's because you don't have a shelter. When you're under his wings, you have a covering and that balances your life. All of us, we need balance in life. If you get unbalanced in any one area, then you're in trouble. The reason my friend got flogged is because the mother determined he was an intruder. And those wings keep the intruders out. Do you know that you're sheltered as a believer under the wings of the Almighty? And there's intruders that want to come in. The devil will try to come in to kill, to steal, to destroy. But thank the Lord for the mighty wings of God that overshadow us, that says I am greater than any intruder that comes and I'll defend you when nothing else works. Those wings are important for protection. Those wings are important in the fact they protect because they camouflage. The mother will not only bring them under her wings, but she'll bring them under her wings and when her wings are stretched out, it's at a place where that she blends in with the background so much, it's hard to even tell where she's at. Most birds are that way, whether you realize it or not. They try to find an environment that they blend into until it's hard to find. Do you know the Lord has a way through his wings to get us to a place where it's hard for the enemy to find us? Eagles have two sets of eyelids. I've said it here different times in the church. They have two sets of eyelids and therefore, they have this ability that when they, they, they can gaze into the sun, most birds can't gaze into the sun. So they, they gaze into the sun. When they start to fly into the sun, they close one set of eyelids. But they have other birds that like to pester them. Like crows will try to pester an eagle. So when they start to pester them, the enemy bothers them. They start to fly into the sun. They close the first set of eyelids. But if they somehow find a way to keep chasing the eagle, trying to bother the eagle, the eagle then closes the second set of eyelids, which allows them to look directly full force into ultraviolet rays, which crows cannot do. And they soar so high because they can stare at the sun and go so high that other birds can't come there. God has a way of picking us up and as we soar into the heavenlies and we go higher and higher and higher with Jesus, there is a place that the devil cannot come. You say, I'm in Rubyville this morning. Yes, but we can sit together in heavenly places and when we sit in his presence in heavenly places, the enemy cannot get there. He defends us from intruders. 
He covers us in the storms. He clucks and calls us. Come on in now. It's coming, you can't see it. It's coming. Don and Janet, I never saw this coming. I know your family didn't see it coming, and poor Laura, she sure didn't see it coming. Hey, I appreciate all of you being here. Can I talk to them for a minute? Is that okay? Thank you. I'm going to anyway. Your daughter has remarkable faith, Don and Jenna, remarkable faith. What a strong Christian lady. So I stood by an intensive care the other day, just her and I standing there, her telling me some of the things that had happened, pouring her heart out to me. I could tell the wind was blowing and the storm was coming, but it's not gonna make her fall off the rock. She's determined to stay. God saw it all coming. And all he's doing now to your family and all he's doing to us. I know we have a lot of visitors. Jeff was only 52 years old. Had a massive stroke, multiple strokes really before he went to be with the Lord. But have you already noticed how God's just calling everybody in? The Rake family here today. You remember what I told you when it first happened? You're gonna have friends show up that you didn't even know they cared. They're gonna come out from everywhere. Show up at just the right time Denver, they're going, to bake, they're going to bake the perfect pie for you. They're going to bring it just the right time. They're going to call you just when you need it the most. They're going to stop by at the right time. They're going to, they're going to send the perfect card at the perfect moment. And they're not doing that by themselves. They're doing that because God saw it all coming. And he's saying, come on, youngins. Time to get together. Right now, the devil is making a terrible mistake. He's playing right into the hands of God and doesn't even know it. He thinks that because he's got so many people now that don't believe the Bible is the word of God, and he thinks that he's in control, that he's got so many people that doubt God and says there's no faith and, and it's not real and God's not real and heaven's not real. And look at this, look at the mess that you're in in this world and nobody has the answer. But in the meantime, God's saying to all of us that's believers, come on now, let's get together. We're about to go home. It's time for us to get in a safe place and get under his wings because any moment, Jesus is going to come again and we've got to get together. And he always provides the right place. In Isaiah, in Deuteronomy rather, 32, verse one, he talks about him stirring up the nest of Israel, hovering over them, watching over the young, 
In Isaiah 31, the Assyrians were coming in from all sides, but the prophet said, God was hovering like a flock of birds over Israel. So the Assyrians couldn't overtake them and overflow into their camp and defeat them. They were surrounded by the Egyptians and it looked as though they were doomed to die as slaves in a foreign land. But God said, take the lamb, kill the lamb, roast the lamb, take the blood of the lamb and put it on the doorpost and on the lintel. And the Lord said, I'm going to pass through the land. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. What is his wings? It's the blood. I'm not going into overtime. I'm going to give you this and I want you to think about it. In the holiest of holies, there was the Ark of the Covenant. There was the mercy seat above it, on top of it. On the mercy seat, there were cherubim facing each other with their wings outstretched. The high priest only was allowed to enter into the veil. And when the high priest went in, he couldn't go in by himself. He had to have the blood. The Bible doesn't tell us it happened this way, but history confirms it. And it's certainly not contradictory to the Bible. When the high priest went in, it's recorded that he would apply the blood seven times in seven different directions to make sure the mercy seat was completely covered by the blood. And the emblem of it all and the symbol of it all, above that are these mighty angels with their wings, their feathers outstretched over the mercy seat. And the Lord, when he looked down, he no longer saw the law that man had broken. He saw the blood covering as that hen covereth her own brood, as that hen's wings stretches out. I'm glad I'm under the blood this morning. If you're gonna make it, it's because you're covered by the blood. Do you have a covering? Yes. 